Hello and welcome to episode number 44 of the Gaming Frontier podcast. My name is Guillermo Vizcaino, I will be your host for today and I'm joined as always by my very good pal and birthday boy, Adolfo Aguirre. I don't know why I'm so fixated to looking at the camera even though we're not recording <laughs> video today. It's, it's just... Uh, How are you doing, my friend? How are How's your birthday treating you? Well, so far, a bit soapy. Because, mm. you know, last night went out for a nice dinner with my parents and then got back home. And as you uh, as you know, we have the very, uh, we don't have the good habit of going to bed early. <laughs> so got back home and I went like, well, I haven't played a game today. I might as well do for 15 minutes. Who, as you may know and as you are very well aware of, 15 minutes, a 15 minute game session is never a real thing. Yeah. It always jumps up to a <laughs> minimum of an hour. Right. Right. So, yeah, I'm a bit, uh, a bit, a bit sleepy. I almost overslept today, but I didn't. I managed to just barely <laughs> on time. Yeah, just barely. So, uh, it was, it was. A fun thing. Awesome. Yeah, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I'm very excited, very happy because also uh, today, uh, by the time we're recording right now, uh, today is supposed to be the day I'm getting ukulele. Uh, oh, right. Yeah. Although I'm getting a bit nervous that I'm not getting any email confirmation from Amazon. And that worries me a lot. You and I both, uh, my friend. And actually, I just received uh, a notification uh from amazon but it's not <laughs> it's not for ukulele so oh, yeah? I'm, I'm i'm sad now but yeah yeah i'm supposed to get it too uh yeah today. I, I just refreshed the 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 page the, the nothing my, my orders and it says that it should be today hmm. but uh oh no it's not right. looking good because the last update was yesterday at 11 p.m mm -hmm. and it was in monterey mexico that would have been a great present for your birthday yeah <laughs> let's 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 do the from our friends on at Playtonic and and Amazon. Let's because uh, I'm super unprofessional and I'm gonna <laughs> do a live tracking of the package right <laughs> now here on the podcast. What? Because why the hell not? <laughs> While you do that, uh, let me just real quick uh, just tell you guys out there uh, we're having some trouble with our cameras. Uh, that, as we mentioned last week, they're uh, new equipment. And we are not yet, uh, you know, they use some different codecs and it's, it's it's a little, some technical stuff and it's a little weird and our editor is not really uh, managing to, you know, uh, import them correctly and it's a mess. So we're going to go with only audio for this week. Uh, last week's video is going to be up uh, uh, very soon for you guys. So it's already up by the time you see this, obviously. Uh but that's why we're recording this on only audio for this week. Uh, you can still watch it on YouTube, and we're going to put some gameplay or something in it uh, regarding what we're going to be talking about. But uh, that's why you are not getting to see our beautiful faces today, including birthday boys. It's too bad because today I brought my very cool uh, Star Wars Rebels. Oh! What do you call, what do you call this? Glad? No, it's not a glad. It's, it's the a... Alliance flag or the Alliance symbol? The, yeah. the Rebel flag, Rebel logo? Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, how do you call this? Like this kind of, of glass? Of oh, okay. Stainless it's, steel it's, glass, I guess? It's a, not, I, I don't know if I would call it a glass. More like a thermos, probably? Yeah, sort of. But 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 it has more like the shape of a glass rather than right. a thermo. Yeah. It's not a sports thing or whatever. It's a... I know, but it has the rebel symbol on it. It's pretty cool. And I'm showing you to that camera until it's turned, it's turned <laughs> There's off. No camera, yeah. It's turned off, but yeah. So yeah, too bad. And update. According to UPS, my <laughs> ukulele shipment is supposed to be delivered today. Hmm. But the funny thing, it says early delivery, and it's already 10:30 a.m. So mm. I'm I'm a bit. Should be on its way. It should be on its way, but also the last progress, the last scan was in Monterrey, Mexico last mm. night. So. I'm gonna, yeah. be, I'm gonna be worried uh, about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially because it's an international uh, uh, yeah. shipment, right? Whatever. <laughs> Tomorrow, at the latest. So. Right. Yeah. All right. All right. So let's let's move uh, real quick to our first discussion of the day, which is centered around the news that we're gonna be talking about a little uh, mm -hmm. later, mm -hmm. and it's regarding something that you and I both adore: season passes. <laughs> uh, we uh, woke up uh, what was it 
uh, yesterday night, no, uh, a couple days back, whenever, when it, when the uh, Star Wars celebration was happening, and uh, which, by the way, was amazing. I, I had a, uh, a couple of, of surprises that came that way that were awesome uh, that we saw and we loved, including the latest trailer for Star Wars Episode Eight, which is awesome. But besides that, we awesome. got the um, announcement, the news and the trailer and everything regarding Battlefront 2. Fucking awesome. Too. Yes, yes, it was. It looks great. Some of those news included news that there was not going to be a season pass for this one. Yes. Unlike Battlefield 1, yes. which did have yes. a season pass, and Battlefield 1, which yeah. also had a season pass. So, uh, first, uh, yeah, you know, taking a step backwards, not, not centering on uh, Battlefront or Field, uh, just in season passes in general. What are your opinions on them? What do you think? What do you like? What do you dislike? Uh, you think it's something that should stay and be revamped and changed in some way or should go away entirely? What do you think? What are your thoughts on this? I like everything. I dislike nothing. Huh. Next topic. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, but really, I mean, the trailer looks phenomenal. Right. I love just how it looks and I, I really like the uh, just the idea of going through different eras of of the Star Wars lore, right, right, and enjoying. I mean, we're, we're gonna go in depth to Battlefront uh, later, but I mean specifically about season the passes. season pass. Yes, okay, yes, okay. Yes, yes. season pass. Yeah, I I just like this uh, new trend that we are seeing of removing season passes because we we previously a few years ago we saw a trend of including season passes yeah. on games, but now we're seeing a trend of removing them from games because people, I guess, that people are finally. Um, finally answering and, and talking with their wallets. At least that's what I think uh, that's happening because, I mean, what, what, why would uh, EA just be removing them from, uh, from, from, from their games? I mean, if, if there's critical, uh, if there's negative critical reception to a game because of system pass, and if it sells, like, fuck, whatever, right? right? I mean, if it's making money, if, it, if it's, if, it's uh, if you see a good return on your investment, and if it's making a lot of profit, then why would you change decisions? So if they are removing season passes, this should mean that they, they have a good financial this, the financial backup for making these decisions. We know how investors behave, right? We deal with them ourselves. So uh, there, there's this, it must be gamers finally just speaking with their wallet, and I love that that, that is happening. Right. Yeah. So this, or this new route that uh, Titanfall 2 went with uh, Uncharted 4, uh, Halo, they've... Now Battlefront 2, this is fucking great. Yeah. I love it. Yes. I love this is happening because system passes and, and, and pay DLC for multiplayer games always, always break up the uh, the the communities, right? Right, yeah. Because you just split your player races. And even though Battlefield 1 does have a season pass, they are doing something to not to not break the, the community because uh, they will introduce, or just introduce, I'm not sure, a model in which if you have a friend who has a season pass or the oh, DLC, right, yeah. Ma- or yeah, the yeah, DLC yeah. content and you play together, you, as someone who does not have that extra content, you are able to play with him on those new maps, on, those, on, on on that new content, but not earn the XP. Your experience will be banked up, and you will get that when you buy the content, right? So I think that's a very clever way of not splitting the player base yeah. and not being like, well, you have the season pass, I don't. Uh, we cannot play together because there are new maps, right? right. So we yeah, will yeah. be split apart in those. So that's a very nice thing to do. But I, I definitely prefer what they are doing with Battlefront 2, just going... All in in uh, in content for everyone. No system pass bullshit. Just uh, being confident in your in your sixty dollar product, and just uh, having your player base happy. I think that that's that's very very good. And this is the kind of stuff that really entices me. And I'm speaking as myself, just myself, to get a day to 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 make a day one purchase of right. the game. Because mm. most of the time, uh, for a multiplayer game like Battlefront, if there's a season pass, it's like ninety nine percent unlikely. I mean, 99% likely that I will not buy the game day one because I don't want to be to pay another $50 right. down the line for you would just, just wait for a game of the year edition. Exactly. Or, uh, I just know, I just rather wait. I mean, there are a lot of games out there. Yeah. Why should I? I mean, it's not it's not like I don't have anything to play. I have a shit ton of games to play right now right. in my house. So that's not an issue. So this makes it more likely that I will indeed get Battlefront 2 day one 
on November and play with every everybody else during that time during the hype period. So I'm very excited about that. Right. Yeah. 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 I gotta say. I mean, I agree entirely with everything. Everything. Absolutely. You're on point. Of course. Uh, <laughs> humble the guy. <laughs> and, and I blinked at the camera. It's turned <laughs> off. God. Damn it! Yeah, we should remove them. <laughs> they, yeah. they, it's it's almost like a habit, right? It's yeah. muscle memory Absolutely trying to look at the camera. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And I was I was on our way here. I was trying to think of things that you know, thinking and going back to uh, previous eras of gaming and and trying to analyze and come up with a good reasoning behind why would a season pass make sense in the first place? Because I mean, you know, uh, going back to the beginning. Why would a season pass happen, right? Because you had uh, planned content for your game that was going to be uh, released in the future, right? After the game is released. Uh, how would that be a good thing? It's, it's a tough one because it would mean that you had planned content that you're not releasing yet because either you wanted to have the game come at one time and want to still work on it for another one you had some multiplayer uh i don't know plan like destiny had or like mm -hmm. the call of duties of eras now have had for a very long time and i i mean in that case it would maybe make sense it would make maybe had like I, if i wanted every zombie map and they were all gonna be coming at small chunks uh you know throughout the years or throughout the month sorry uh, and I could get them all, but with a discount, if I bought them, you know, on a single go, mm -hmm. I, I see how that made sense until season passes turned into, you know, content that was either released too soon to release, meaning that it could have been at release mm -hmm. or they were just, uh, uh, a trick to trying to attract you know players and make them spend even more money on on things that were maybe not as necessary i put call of duty as an example because the the zombie like game mode was completely and entirely different from the game the core game itself right mm -hmm. and the core game i mean the multiplayer the yeah the multiplayer and the campaign yeah. that's like what you you know back in the day because we're old now and when, when you had world at war yeah. Or so Modern Warfare, right no, uh, Treyarch's... Uh, World of War. Uh, Black Ops Black and... Ops. Yeah, yeah, Black, World of War, Black Ops, and the entire Black Ops the uh, good Call uh, of trilogy. The good Call of Duties, yes. Yeah. Uh, Zombies was a very much thing on its own. It was not... I wouldn't put it mm -hmm. as a core part of the Call of Duty yeah. franchise, uh, maybe focus, even though it turned into a focus later on. But it was so different that it's I... It's an extra. I, yes, yeah. I would understand then the need of... They were, you know, they would be sold separately because mm -hmm. they were so different from the game. When you go back to a, a Battlefront 1 or a Battlefield 4 or 1, huh, so what having, uh, uh, you know, the sequel Four to your one. game be uh, first numeral. <laughs> but anyway. Xbox 360, Xbox, Xbox One. Xbox One, yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, when you have season passes like that that had maps mm -hmm. be extra content that would cost in a season pass $50, it's... Yeah. It, it it just makes no sense, right? It it as you said, it fragments the community. It uh, even with the with what Call of the, uh, with what Battlefield One did that you are allowed to play with your friends if they have the maps. It still means that when you're on your own, you're not gonna be able to, to right? Pl to play with everyone. Yes. Right. So uh, you know, season passes have turned into this dark, uh, almost bad thing that I mean. Because they are bad now, but back in the day, I don't think they were necessarily evil per se, right? They were not something that you should be afraid of, that you should hate uh, in, in, in principle. Yeah. Uh, they are now, and I dislike them, and I agree with you in, in that they in that I'm happy that they're going away, slowly yeah. but going away. Or if they are there, mm -hmm. then I want them to be something like with what uh, The Witcher did, yeah. uh, where you know the system pass included both expansions for the game, which were actual expansions, right? Which like were super big expansions, huge chunks of gameplay, like 30, new 40 gameplay. Hours yes, of exactly. Content. Single player content. Yes, which doesn't fragment your player base. Exactly. So okay. that makes a lot of sense, right? Because that, I mean, I understand that there is a lot of work going into those expansions that would then, uh, you know, be be uh, uh, in my mind at least rationally uh, something that I would be agreeing in paying for because that's a hell of a lot of work of extra work that was not intended for after the the initial uh like game right which is already very good and it's already a very long uh um game in on itself 
So uh, for that, I do I do like or do agree in the decision of having season passes. Uh, for everything else, especially multiplayer-centric games, I just I, I agree with you. I don't like them, and I like this trend of them disappearing. Definitely. Also, a very imp a very key thing to keep in mind is that, uh, at least me personally, I know many people do as well, uh, not knowing what a season pass gives you in advance, right. that's a very bad thing because oh, yeah. ma many developers go like, yeah, we have a season pass of $50, you get four pieces of extra content. And I'm like, well, what are those four pieces of extra content? Yes. What is in there? And you don't have to go into like every single detail of it, but at least tell me like, okay, the first DLC content will be this four extra maps and this and five weapons, whatever. Right. The second one would be three maps and a new mode. Okay, you know that kind of stuff. I need to know what I'm getting with my money because I'm, I'm, I, I'm not financially dumb enough to just spend money in I don't know what I will in, yeah. in something that I know I will I will get uh, from so that's right. that's a very important thing to do and I'm glad that they uh, that uh, that's going away a game that did a season pass recently that is probably the oddest one to uh, to do and I still don't get why it has a season pass is Doom hmm. as much as I love the game um I don't, I don't get why the game has a season pass because it's multiplayer content only, and and and, and they knew that uh, the everybody everybody would love the game because of its single player, not its multiplayer. It's a very small fraction of all the of all Doom players are on the multiplayer, right? Like a very very small fraction. So why would you just make it even smaller than that? Yeah. With a season pass <coughs> for, uh, that is filled with content for the one portion of the game that everybody likes the least. Yeah. So it's like. And that makes no sense at all. Like it still doesn't make any sense at all. I guess that they have the plans already in motion, and it's it was, and it's it's too late to right. to to go back and and to to discard it because you know people already paid for it, right? So it would be a shitty thing to do, right? Title for one. <laughs> uh, so it's uh, I don't know. It's it's odd, but I'm glad that it's gone away. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Even if it means bringing other uh, like. Uh, how would you call them strategies maybe mm -hmm. to you know into uh, the the model so that it makes sense something like what uncharted and halo did with the microtransaction yeah. system right where it's something optional that you don't have to do or you don't have to partake into and that it's entirely aesthetic you mm -hmm. you're not getting any perks per se by by spending your real money on on whatever thing but that enables the developer then to release the important stuff for free, including mm -hmm. maps and, and modes and whatever. And, you know, the substantiation for that and the resources for that to be able to happen come from the people that, and, and it's their choice, right? Mm -hmm. To spend actual money on the, you know, I want to buy something, mm -hmm. some, some um, stones that allow me to, get this helmet or whatever stones <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I i forgot what what the actual point system was in, in halo it's no, been a while since i i i mm, redeem anything <laughs> whatever the case you know having that microtransaction system even though microtransactions in and itself is also a whole other thing that's debatable uh, mm -hmm. especially when it comes to mobile gaming and that it's a little more pay to weenie in that sense uh when it's just merely aesthetic then I don't have a problem yeah, with. Agree. Especially if it gives you those perks of having every other piece of content available for you for free. 100%. Yeah. 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 Uh, my, microtransactions do get a lot of flack as well, but me personally, I do, I do like them and support them when they are implemented correctly. Right. Because as you say, they allow for an extra cash flow for a developer. And extra cash flow going to developers' hands is something that we as gamers, we have to be mindful of that yeah. and we have to support that because the healthier the studios uh, the studios are the more financially secure and stable our developers are the better for all of us everyone involved in the industry that's press gamers publishers youtubers anyone right so it's 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 something that we should be keeping in mind and not just being hateful and all so uh, also i mean as you said microtransactions can allow developers like developers at 343, a Naughty Dog, and, and, right. and now Dice to uh, make uh, make extra content for free on the game, but but because they are still getting a steady cash flow from all of those microtransactions, Absolutely. so that's very good. The thing is that they are a bit um, 
risky or it's a bit tough to balance them properly because you gotta be very very careful with uh with not with not making them a pay to win model a good example for for me for me uh, because it's a game that i play a lot is overwatch right it has uh, it, you can pay for loot boxes and loot boxes are all purely cosmetic items and i have never paid for a single loot box and i won't ever pay for one i, I that's not something that i will do I just rather play and play and play to get to get them, uh, but I know that people that do and people that do pay for loot boxes, um, I- I- even if they do, I I have the same chance to beat them in any game, right? Absolutely. As if they didn't. It's based. just cosmetic, and those are cosmetic items that I can get as well without paying. Yeah. So it's I think it's a good balance. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. When developers absolutely. pull that off, I think it's great because it it allows them to keep making content for the game. Absolutely agree. All right, that's it for our discussion on, on Season Passes. If you have uh, your own opinions on it, please share them below uh, on the comment section. Uh, now, let's move on to news and announcements. Uh, today's week, or this week, and the last one, because we weren't here because it's holidays here in Mexico, or we're holidays here in Mexico. Uh, still are, for many still, people. Well, yeah, that's, yeah. Uh, that's right. Ah, nice on them. <laughs> yeah. um, so there's a, a couple of, of important things, but there's not as much either because they are not longer relevant or because there's simply not as much things going on this week. Uh, first off, let us uh, talk a little bit about, and especially uh, <laughs> I'm very excited about this because I'm the the in-house Xbox uh, Xbox supporter in, in you know in, in the xbox in ambassador person, yes yeah. <laughs> of uh, gaming frontier and of the studio in a way too i want to talk to you about my friend uh project scorpio scorpio was not just not yet not yet announced or officially or released officially in any shape or form but digital foundry had a preview an exclusive preview of the system's specs and the system itself uh on an invitation, or an invitation that they received from Microsoft at Redmond, and they were able to go there and uh, you know do a whole piece, an article about it, about the Scorpio, and we got all of the specs for the system. Uh, the thing is, the, the the you know Scorpio itself, it's beefy. It's a very powerful machine. Uh, it delivers on the promise that they had about you know computing power being the whole six teraflops thing. Uh, about flops. Th- yeah, teraflops. Uh, and all of the other technical shenanigans that they, you know, said about and talked about. In essence, what the console is, it's a much, much powerful version of the Xbox One. Yeah, uh, much more powerful. It has 12 gigabytes of RAM, of GDDR5 GDDR5 RAM, RAM. yeah, uh, which would then equate to having, uh, I believe it was 8 gigabytes for the system, for the games, sorry. For gaming only, and uh, the rest of them, the other four, yeah, four, uh, for the operating system. Isn't that a lot for an OS? It's a hell of a lot, but I mean, as they have to render in 4K the the everything else, the OS itself, it it's understandable that it's a very very heavy mm-hmm. requirement for it. And you know, in in contrast, the Xbox One, the base Xbox One, uh, requires three uh, of the eight available uh, really? gigabytes of RAM, yeah, to run That's the OS. Lot. It's a lot. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot. What the fuck, Microsoft? What are you <laughs> doing? Yeah, it's it's a, and I think Sony has a similar. I think they have two or two and a half uh, gigabytes of RAM it's, dedicated it's, to it's the less OS. Than two. And it's less than two. Yeah. And have the other remaining yeah. six uh, for, for the uh, RAM uh, gigabytes of RAM for the yeah. actual gaming. That's why most games run better on PS4 than they do on Xbox One. Yeah. Uh, now they're gonna give the entirety of the eight gigabytes of RAM to. Uh, for developers to use as they see more convenient on games and the other four remain for the OS so that they can render in 4K and do all the other new things that it can do. Uh, what else there is? I think there's uh, there's there was talks of uh, native uh, enhancement procedure system thing that would automatically enhance games that were not necessarily thought uh, like the boost mode on the PS4 Yes, Pro. exactly. Right. Absolutely. That's cool. That's cool. That, yes, yeah, it's very, very cool. So games that are you know already out, games like Rise or games like uh, Forza or games like whatever, any game out there, <laughs> Hunter's Legacy, uh, any wow. game that's already out for Xbox One will run better, allegedly, on a Scorpio, regardless yeah. of how uh, much effort was put into into putting, you know, uh, making it run better on, on the new system. Well, like a PC, right? Like, like a PC, exactly. Yeah. And on top of that, you know, it's going to have a 
it developers have the option of using all the extra power and all the extra everything to make it run even smoother and even better and even all of that on 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 scorpio they had a demo for forza i think uh with forza running on the very same specs that they are that it is running now on xbox one uh which is the 60 frames per second on uh, every you know weather and whatever and it used in contrast to what the Xbox One used. It used like 63% of its uh, GPU's power, running it at the same specs. And if they run it to the equivalent of the ultra settings of a PC, it ran at around an 83 to 85% uh, usage of the GPU's power, which is a very, very considerable amount of, of, you know, of overhead uh, in terms of they still had 15% to run even more things or even better. So, and I mean, we're talking ultra settings here. So it's, it's, it's very cool. It's interesting and I'm excited for it. I still don't support the idea of the mid-generational uh, jump or, mm-hmm. you know, thing. But now that it's happening, uh, I got to say, I mean, it's, it's interesting or it's going to be interesting to see how that, all of that, because again, this is just for the system and it doesn't mean anything until we have games that run on this and we can see how the, those games run on this and we can see how many developers actually come on board and, and actually use all of these extra features, right? Uh, until then, it's very hard to say what's going to happen. But for the time being and for only, you know, seeing only the specs that the thing is going to have and uh, how that is also going to allow them to put more uh, effort into VR and VR experiences within the system, I'm excited. I just got my email for ukulele. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it, it's in the... Arriving today. Cool, 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 cool. You should get yours as well. I think so. Um, yeah, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> I agree with you. You got the image yeah, too? right here. Cool. Hell yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. I'm still not convinced by the idea of the Scorpio and the PS4 Pro. Right. Like Nintendo, for for example, Nintendo has done this in the past, and I I I didn't I didn't like when they did the DSi thing. I didn't like when they did the new 3DS thing. Right. I I didn't like that. So. Uh, I, and I, I don't like as well when now PlayStation does that for PS4 Pro and the Scorpio because I am very worried about um, the console being uh, held down by the X, by the original Xbox One. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it's very powerful, but can you really take advantage of it besides right. just more pixels on screen? Yeah. Because uh, you are being uh, held down and ho- 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 held down yeah by the Xbox One by the original Xbox One model uh, because I don't think that more pixels on screen. It's a problem that the gaming industry needs to solve right now. The gaming industry, what among many other things that needs to do and solve, is to uh, take advantage of new technology, of new horsepower to make new and better games that couldn't otherwise be done in the past. And uh, if, if if games have to be launched for the Xbox One, Xbox One S, and Scorpio, uh, have to work on all, all three of them, then that wouldn't be possible. So I don't get, I don't really get the. Uh, I don't understand what problem does this machine solve at all. So uh, this is more, I think this is more of a a product intended for the hardcore console gaming audience, especially the the hardcore console gaming audience that want the best that's out there in terms of graphical fidelity and people who have 4K TVs and want to take full advantage of that with their console. I think this is a product for that kind of people. And not not really for, uh, maybe for Xbox One owners who got the console early in this life cycle. Like you, for instance, I think you could just you. It's 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 not a bad time for you to maybe upgrade and just take advantage of a beefier hardware and make games look nicer, I guess. Right. But I still don't get why what, what problem it's solving. Uh, it's all gonna come down to the games, I think. Yeah. And uh, that that's also a field where I'm worried about with Microsoft, because for me, Microsoft has been the clear, the very very clear. Not I don't want to say loser, but the weakest in terms of exclusives so far this generation. And uh, granted, uh, let me be clear, I absolutely loved Quantum Break. I like the game a lot. It's my kind of game. It's your kind of game. It's of narrative. I enjoyed that game a lot. They had also very good experiences like Orient, the Blind Forest, and a few others that we haven't really played because uh, they haven't had that much enticing titles to offer when compared to uh, PlayStation and Nintendo in terms of... Uh, of exclusive, let's right. not talk about third party, right? But in terms of exclusives, so I think they really need to step up their game with exclusives and come out with some very, very, very cool games for the Scorpio. Uh, we've seen, I mean, Halo and Gears of War are cool, are cool things, but I think they need more than that. I think they yeah. need, uh, they need new things. They need to, uh, to do uh, 
not not I, I, I wouldn't say better stuff but definitely new things like Sony's doing like Sony just came out with uh, Nier Automata Neo like these games came out of nowhere right yeah. Horizon Zero a new IP I think Xbox needs to do this kind of thing and with scale bounce cancellation I'm a bit worried about that uh, but as well granted I am very excited about E3 because I'm sure that they know this that they they cannot sell this machine without exclusives without right. new content yeah. and and you force a game won't make it that won't be enough Right. Definitely won't be enough. So pretty sure they they will definitely need to come out with uh, with games that really take advantage of this new horsepower. And I think it's gonna be Forza and Crackdown. But I want to see more. Yeah. Uh, and I I'm I sure as hell know that they are that they that definitely have this in mind and they need to come out with exclusives. So I am very excited for E3 and I want to see what they can uh, do for. Uh, for this console, yeah. because I mean, it's very clear that Sony had an excellent start of the year in terms of content exclusives. I mean, just uh, Persona Five, Nier Automata, Horizon Zero Dawn, and Neo. Right. And uh, being, if I'm not sure if that, if the, that's that's all of them, but those are four excellent games. Yeah. Exclu- yeah, yeah, yeah. Ex- console exclusives. Right. Right. And what do you call Xbox? What, what what do they have? Right. So especially they, for the latest, for those you know the most recent exactly. times, right? Because exactly. I mean they did have you know the insides. Right, and right. They're gonna have the Tacomas and whatnot. But, but inside it's also on the PS4. Right, that's true. It's also on that's the PS4, absolutely right. right. And Rise of the Tomb Raider was only temporarily exclusive right. and exactly. you know, things like that. And 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 you're absolutely right. And I think that going back to what you said uh, on the problem they're trying to solve, I don't think consumer wise. The, Scorpio is not, uh, as you mentioned, the answer for what uh, for something for a, for a product that was going to be intended to solve a problem consumer-wise. I think developer-wise, and ironically driven by uh, consumer the consumer mindset, this uh, console project Scorpio being as powerful as it is, it's the answer to that specific yeah. thing, right? Because I mean, if you are a developer out there and you want to put a game and and I understand that there's also a, a limited number of, of developers that think in this way uh, but for those developers out there that, that want to you know that are powerhouses they want to show off uh, how big or amazing or incredible a game they did run and I don't just mean in terms of, of visual fidelity I mean in terms of of everything else right the mechanics the frame rate the HDR implementation the all of those things that make a game look and feel great mm-hmm. If the people go towards the console that's the most quote-unquote powerful because it's the quote-unquote most powerful console, then they develop their their games or their exclusives for that platform, right? Mm-hmm. The Neos, the Nears, the uh, Horizons, the... And I mean, I get that all of the studios were already first-party studios for, for Sony, but all of those studios out there that want to do something like that, first, they can only do it in the in the console that gives them the most right because it's going to be harder for them to put the game in a in a relatively uh as you mentioned underdog console right if i want to put my game on the 360 right now it's not going to be possible and i know that's an extreme example but it's understandable that developers want to go to the ps4 or the ps4 pro if they want to showcase that amazing uh, uh something that they have in their game right a uh, great example of that it's uh, Horizon Zero Dawn with with the PS4 Pro running at 4K and you know the game looks amazing. It's one of the most beautiful looking games of you know every generational era of of gaming up until now. And you can only do that on a PS4 yeah. Pro. So I think that's why, in part, that's why Microsoft is doing this now. I think that's why they're putting this out there and saying, not just to the consumer, because the consumer is going to be that speech, right? The It's going to look better, it's going to run better, it's going to be great, but it's only for those that have either the 4K TVs or that want uh, hardcore, better running, uh, in terms of frame rate stuff, yeah. experience with their games. Uh, if you're a regular gamer, you're perfectly fine with your Xbox One or your PS4 uh, base uh, systems. But if you are that hardcore gamer like we are, mm-hmm. or if you are you don't have a console, or you have the base PS4, or Xbox One, then this might be a good opportunity to jump in into the you know generational jump yeah. that they're doing here, not generational but the mid-generational mm-hmm. uh, update. Uh, and part of that they mentioned during their uh, digital foundry meeting that they want to entice those developers to come 
to you know the platform and, and start working on things ex for exclusively platform. for this platform right and 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 that's something that i also want and you mentioned it that i would love to see and i'm sure we're going to see some surprises at e3 mm -hmm. but i want to see this going on further right mm -hmm. you, i want to see games coming three to four to five to yeah, six years into year the future thing. and have them be exclusive because they found a good home at Microsoft. And that's not to say to take them away from Sony. That's to say, bring more developers yeah. into the fray, right? Bring new studios, open up new places, bring on more employees to whatever other studios you have and make new games and new experiences that are not necessarily a franchise that's already established, make new IPs, make new things. Uh, and that's how I see this going forward, and that's what I hope is going to happen going forward. Um, yeah, yeah. And they need exclusives. I mean, the the thing is that they they cannot make X Scorpio exclusives. Right. They got to be Xbox One exclusives. Yes. To work on Xbox One, Xbox One S, and a Scorpio, right? So that's a very uh, uh, important thing to keep in mind yeah. for for this uh, for this console. Yeah. I mean, it's for me, it's just a matter of of waiting to see what they got in in store for for E3 and for further down the line. I'm intrigued. More than excited, I'm intrigued. I think they have a very, um, very, very cool opportunity. I don't know. I'm not sure about the uh, logistics challenges of pulling this off, but I think they have a nice opportunity on creating a program for Xbox One owners mm -hmm. to uh, return their consoles, hmm. to to uh, to give their consoles to to Microsoft for some credit, right? And for a Scorpio, right? For instance, I have my Xbox One. Uh, my my Xbox One in very good shape. Maybe turn that in for 150 bucks, maybe at 200 bucks at the most, and get uh and and get that get that as credit for the Scorpio and have the Scorpio be cheaper for me. Right. I think that would be a very cool thing to do. Uh, PS Sony didn't do that for the for the PS4 Pro, and I think it would be a very nice blow for 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 this machine right. to get a, a bigger consumer base and also get some. Uh, Secondhand, some some used Xbox One console for other people, hmm. and just you you will just expand your user base a lot if 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 you do that. But as well, I'm not sure of the logistics challenges of pulling that yeah. off. Maybe in the U.S. it could be possible, but right. if uh, elsewhere, I don't know, because they can make a deal with a retailer like GameStop, whatever. But for us in Mexico, I think we're screwed for that. Yeah. But it would be a very cool thing to do, I think. And if they can manage to do something like that, I will definitely consider uh, jumping on the Scorpio because, hmm. because as we know, it would it won't be a, a cheap machine. Uh, we know it will be, I'm estimated a 500 yeah. US dollar machine. Some people are saying even more. I don't think I, don't, I think they can go really that much about that, but it's gonna be. It's not gonna be a three hundred dollars machine. Definitely yeah, not, absolutely. Definitely not. So, absolutely. So the if if you can manage to. Uh, make it a more enticing purchase financially speaking for for xbox one owners i think it could be a very nice step to get more consoles out there in people's homes yeah i agree i agree it would be as you mentioned it would be terribly challenging yeah but uh it would be a, a very cool move yeah. uh something e3 worthy if if they actually definitely, manage to pull something definitely. like that off. yeah i mean they, ha they had a really good moment with the uh, come back for compatibility right two years ago so. yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and, and I wish them the best. The people at Xbox have been great to us. I, I, I love the people at Xbox. Lots of great people. We're, uh, make, make, we're making a lot of good friends over there. So, yeah, wish them, wish them the best. And I really want this console to be successful. Even though I'm not convinced by the idea of a mid-generation right. jump, I do want it to be successful. Right. Absolutely. I mean, just in terms of, of uh, competition, right? Yeah, absolutely. To keep that going. Absolutely. Perfect. All right, my friend. Very good. Uh, just real quick, you reminded me by that uh, refunding thing. Uh, for you Xbox owners out there, uh, they are Xbox. It's it's uh, starting to implement. It's not yet implemented. It's only in preview right now. But they're starting to implement digital refunds for your games. Oh, that's right. Which is uh, an interesting, Super cool, clever. cool news. Yeah, it's yeah. very clever. Uh, it works similarly as the Steam's, mm -hmm. as the Steam system do, uh, where if you are you bought the game and I think if you have less than two hours played, or I don't remember the other condition, but if you have less than two hours of the game played, uh, you have the option of saying, you know what, I, I rather not. not my thing. Yeah, not my thing. Uh, give it back and refund me the money, and, and then I can spend that on something else. Yeah, that's very, very cool thing yeah. to do. I mean, Microsoft and Xbox, is, is uh, for me at least, they're making all the right decisions in terms of, of being pro-consumers right. and, and decisions that, that uh, are very pro-community. They're making a lot of great moves, a lot of great decisions. They just need the games now. 
Yeah. They just need exclusives. Yeah. Which be, ironically is the most important part. It's, it's right? the most important yeah. part. And the toughest one to pull off as well because yes. it's it's it, it's not it's not cheap to Yeah, to and it's not dependent entirely on you. Exactly. Yeah. But uh I think if if they can just get that thing right, if they can just get more exclusive content good exclusive content, man, it's Yeah, they could close the gap. Exactly. They yeah. could definitely close the gap and be a way more enticing a purchase than the PlayStation 4 right now because the PS4 Right now, he has a lot of very good games, very good content. Yeah. So Xbox needs to to up their game in that regard. But in terms of uh, of making the right choices, they're doing great. Yeah, I, think so. I agree. I agree. Very well. Very good, my friend. Uh, speaking of uh, developers and new places to open, because uh, we mentioned it a little bit on the Xbox thing, uh, Ubisoft, a uh, studio that we are very familiar with, because we were both in Montreal and we were both uh, at some point uh, we uh, them doing the recruiting process of the <laughs> internships at, at Ubisoft. And we met them at GDC. Oh, that's true. That's uh, absolutely a right. Yeah, a month ago, a month and a half ago. Yeah, absolutely right. Yeah, a lot of people at Ubisoft. Well, Ubisoft it's opening up two new uh, AAA studios, one located at Bordeaux in France and the other one located in Germany in Berlin. Uh, they are new studios that are gonna be helping and assisting with the creation of AAA games uh, alongside other studios already in those countries. So uh, for the studio in Bordeaux, they're going to be working closely with, um, I believe, Ubisoft Paris. And they're going to assist on the creation of uh, games like Just Dance, Deep, Ghost Recon, things like that. Okay. Uh, either with the creation of new IPs or with assisting in you know, terms of, of giving support to those games right, already right. out. As for the studio in Berlin, they're going to be reporting... Uh, to or assisting the uh, it's called what's it called Blue Byte the team at Blue Byte in Germany and uh, they're gonna be working on an announced pro on an announced project but it's gonna be uh, uh you know that that studio it's centered on strategy games like um I have it here Anno twenty two oh five and uh, uh, what's the other one oh, I lost it. The Settlers yeah. is the other one. Uh, so that kind of game they're going to be working on, assisting Blue Byte with it. Uh, and an unannounced pro project that is not yet. No one knows what it is. So uh, that's interesting. That's good. And that's great for the industry and having more people in it, having more studios, having uh, obviously some. It's, I, they estimate around 100 new employees are going to have, you know, cool. uh, steady-ish nice. job uh, available to them. And that that's great. That's great for the industry. New studios means uh, new jobs in the game development. And new games. And new jobs means more people living from the gaming industry, which is always good. Absolutely. And it's new content for us, and that's always a very good thing to, to you know how to learn from. It's great. Love it. Yeah, absolutely. Did I tell you about the way that I met someone? I met someone from Ubisoft. Well, who was at Ubisoft, but he was like my childhood hero, and I didn't know about. Really? So I met someone from the team for at Rayman 2. Oh, yeah, you told me about escape. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I was talking with this dude at a party, and and, and, and then I asked him like, what, what what have you done? What what do you what do you do? And he told me about his studio, uh, his studio in London right now. And mm. then he he started talking about his past experience, and then he went all, all the way back to when he began in the game industry, and it was with Raymond too. Yeah. And I was like, shit, did, really? Did you work Raymond too? Yeah. And he was like, yeah, Raymond too, the Great Escape, N64. And we're like. <gasps> <laughs> oh my god that's one of my favorite games of all time and that's one of the games that defined my childhood and one of the games that brought me here all the way here so oh, cool so yeah i was like oh man like you're my childhood i, I don't even you're my childhood hero and i didn't even realize that was he the same guy that worked on spider-man 2 no that was another one, another one. okay because i met that one and that, that i mean spider-man 2 is one of my favorite games also, of all time yeah, one, one of the most uh most memorable spider-man games yeah and one of the best better, movie better to game adaptation games uh yeah. that out there ever yep so that's very okay. cool yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, lastly, but not leastly, uh, we had, as we mentioned earlier, uh, Battlefront news. Uh, I mean, Star Wars news in general. But you know, for this podcast, gaming centric, we had Battlefront news, which are very exciting. We already talked a little bit about it. And <laughs> okay, yeah, I, I only heard the the hissing and the weird, like <laughs> Jesus, this guy's dying or something. Uh, some great news about Battlefront uh, dropped, and uh, you already started talking about uh, about them a little bit, so I'm going to let you continue with it, uh, about the System Pass thing on Battlefront, which is now Beta. non-existent. Beta. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm I'm super excited about like how the, the game looks phenomenally well, yeah. and just being able to experience different eras of the Star Wars lore is absolutely great. Um, I think that just a theory of mine. Maybe maybe they release information that I know about that mm. I don't know about, and I'm just uh, speaking out of my ass. But I'm very I I, th- I think that they will be doing what they did with Battlefield One mm-hmm. in terms of uh, if you haven't played Battlefield One, the campaign is split into into five chapters, mm. and each of these five chapters is a different story. Like all of these stories take place in World of, in World War One. But they are separate stories, like right. different characters, different backs, different stories in in, 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 in in by themselves. So I think that they will be doing this same thing, they're following the same model for Battlefront Two, which for me makes a lot of sense, right? Because I, I think that's the best way to tell different stories throughout all the years of the of the Star Wars lore without being without it turning up into a mess. Yeah. Right. And I think that's the best way to make some cohesive one to two hour short stories in different Star Wars time periods and make it a good overall experience for Star Wars fans. So I, I, if, I, I, think, I think that's the way they're going to be going about this because they did what Battlefield 1 and it worked. It worked very well. And I do believe that Star Wars is probably one of the best scenarios which, where something like this will and can work very, very well. So I am excited about that. I want to see if they do follow that model or not. I, I'm very sorry to be the one to <laughs> break it down to you. What's happening? <laughs> but uh, no I don't. Tickets? Yeah, I, I, um, they released a preview of the campaign. I could be, it could be an incomplete thing. It could still be what you're saying. Uh, but for what I read on the preview of, for the campaign on, on uh, Battlefront, it's all going to be centered on around 30 years from between the end of... Um, Oh my god, what's the name of the last Star Wars movie? The last original uh, Force Awakens. No, uh, the uh, episode 8. No, sorry, 6. Uh, uh Jesus Christ, it's Empire Strikes Back uh, and Return then Return of the Jedi. Return of the Jedi. Yeah. Thank you. Uh between Return of the Jedi and yeah. The Force Awakens, 30 years in between there and it's going to be centered solely on the Empire Special Forces team thing that we saw in the trailer. But why did but why did we see Yoda and Darth Maul? Cuz on top of that, they're going to have uh, multiplayer-centric events okay. that are going to be okay. taking okay. place okay. between all of those eras. Okay. But that's on the multiplayer side. Mm. Yeah. That, that breaks my theory. Yeah. The game theory. No. I, I, that's, <laughs> huge that's, huge shout-out to Matt <laughs> I do have some great news for you, especially for you. Because uh, it was in that same preview that I read that. Because, I mean, it was interesting to see that it's going to be centered on that, on the Empire, right? On the dark mm-hmm. side of, of of this whole thing. And it's going to be on, on that weird um, thing, that right? Dark side. Yes. And, and do you know who's going to be co-writing the the campaign? You might not know uh, the Jay guy Raymond? by name. Oh, it's a guy. He is I named do. Walt Williams. No, I don't know who it is. Do you know what he wrote? It's a game that you've been playing fairly recently. Okay, don't tell, me, don't tell me, don't tell me, don't oh, tell the line. Shit. Oh, really? Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. That's a game that has a very It's good a very writing. small world, isn't it? <laughs> that, that's a game with a very, with very good writing. Yes. With a very good narrative. Oh, my God, yeah. I'm hyped. We were just talking about uh, Spec Ops The Line a couple weeks back because yeah. you've been playing it, and you have liked it a lot. I love it. And I haven't played it, and I need to play it because I know it's great, and I know the story elements are great. Yes. It's your kind of game. And uh, so I read that and was like, oh, oh, wow, what a small world. (laughs) It's super cool. Yeah, and now I'm even more excited for the campaign on on Battlefront. Yeah, I'm hyped. Hype. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No season pass. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. no, exactly. A campaign, just with having a campaign, I'm already happy about it. Allegedly, you could argue that it's hopefully going to be a good campaign at least a very interesting campaign it's star wars how can i yes having playing in every era and yeah it's going to be good it's going to be great super hype yeah so Excited. yeah that's that's for the for the uh single player as we as you already mentioned uh the multiplayer is going to be played uh, throughout different eras and you're going to be able to play with different heroes and iconic figures of every you know every era of the game they're going to change up the system a little bit did you play battlefront 1 yeah okay so you would remember then that in order to become either a TIE fighter pilot or a, a rogue squadron uh, pilot or uh, one of the heroes, like I want to be Luke or whatever, you needed to find drops on the map, right? On the on the actual uh, playing field. Yeah. They're going to take that, not away, but they're going to 
change it up in order for it to be more not fair and not okay. as random, not random. base. Yeah. Yes, okay. not as locked base. Makes so that's cool. Way more sense. Yeah, because it, 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 it didn't really make sense that if I was the worst player on the team, I would <laughs> randomly find uh, the most cool or and the turn coolest. Turn into Darth Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, uh, uh, I mean, they're going to still have it so that it's it's equal opportunity for everyone mm -hmm. and not just the ones that are doing the best. Okay. But doing good in the game also rewards you in a way. So okay. that's 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 going to be good. Awesome. And I don't know what the changes exactly are going to be specifically, uh, but at least they're going to balance them awesome. out, and that's cool. That's cool because one of the aspects that I enjoyed uh, that I enjoyed most of Battlefront was getting into and getting into uh, into a, uh, a fighter or just flying around, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, and I always wanted to do that and, and show that around to people, like just being, being being able to do that. But there wasn't like a way or a path I could take to get to that point. Yeah. It was just random. Yeah. It j could just happen or not happen at all. And it was a bit frustrating, right? Because that was the effort that I liked the most. So now having a, like a sort of a fixed path or something that I can do to get that, that makes it way better. I'm excited. And if you like that, then you're going to love the the other new addition that they made and that's coming from fan feedback and things that everyone <laughs> was asking for uh, which is space battles they're gonna add finally some much much asked space battles to battlefront uh, which is gonna be very cool i i, I really awesome. really am excited for those um so that that's uh that's it for battlefront and uh that's it for our news and announcements uh in the meantime i'm gonna look for the games coming out this week Tell us, my friend, what <laughs> what have you been playing <laughs> on top of I, um, uh, <laughs> Star Wars music with your mouth? Star music. Uh, I've been playing Overwatch. Um, uh, I'm just trying to get some uh, some content, some uh, drops the, uh, event? from the uprising event. Right. Yeah, I haven't had much luck to be honest with you. I got, I did I did get a, a cool Genji skin, the, the the cool new one who looks like Raiden in a way. Right. I got that mm. one, and that's basically it's really. I mean, a lot of shitty sprays and <laughs> player icons and a couple of emotes which are cool as well. But yeah, not much really. So I'm a bit. A bit frustrated by that, but anyways, I'm playing that. I also played a bit of Mario Golf. Mm, cool. Because I I, I I had a short road trip with my parents back on the holiday weekend, so I played Mario Golf on the way there and the way back. Okay. I love the game so much. It's a very good game. I'm playing some. I'm still trying to beat all the challenges of the game, which are some. There are a lot of those. That take a lot of time. Some of them are tough. So it's it's a very cool thing. I love I love that kind of stuff in Mario Golf as always. Uh, I played that. Um, what was I playing, man? Uh, oh, whoa, whoa! Apple Journey. Hmm, cool. The the mm. very cool, uh, sorta indie, not indie game. <laughs> um, PlayStation. Uh, I played that again. Just I just wanted to remind myself how great that game is, and it's it's absolutely great. It's right. just just cranking up the volume all the way up, or or, or very high, and and just going through the game. It's it's such. A great experience. Something yeah. a great thing to live. Cool. And it's still it still made me feel very emotional uh, through the end. So it's 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 phenomenal how that the game manages to uh, create a lot of feelings purely through the music of it. So it's a game that if you don't have like a, if uh, my recommendation is, is if if you don't have like a proper or or a, a sound system, try to play with headphones. Like the, the try to play with the best sound that you have at your home, the best thing that you that you can afford sound for music, because it's a game that definitely like m most of the game is on the soundtrack for me at hmm. least. So it's 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 phenomenal how what they achieve with that. And I am playing the Gwent. Oh beta. yeah, that's right. Yeah. Gwent the Witcher card game. So as you know, we are both fans of, of Witcher Three. And uh, when I'm playing through the Witcher Three last year, I got very much into Gwent. So this uh, new card game that it's Inside Witcher Three, they're making a standalone Gwent game for Gwent game, <laughs> Gwent game, Gwent game for consoles and PC. I got into the close beta on Xbox One. I've yeah. been playing that. It's great. It's it's absolutely great. And but it, it definitely, it's the kind of game that it's intended for people who play Witcher Three and liked and like Gwent a lot. It's it's for that audience for people like me, right? right. And for maybe for. Uh, card players right for people who really enjoy games like Hearthstone and that kind of stuff mm -hmm. so I'm not a card player kind of game I don't like card games at all really but I love Gwent because mm -hmm. Witcher 3 right that's cool. the magic of a good game of a good RPG 
Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm I'm going to that. It's it's very it's very good. It's very fun. Mo guys, multiplayer online multiplayer. I've been playing a lot of matches. I'm winning almost all of them. <laughs> but I'm looking to the camera. See what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> I was asking the same thing. <laughs> so it's uh it's it's, it's very nice because it's very very balanced. Yeah. And there's a lot of cards and a lot of cool systems in there. I like it. I like it very much. And the cards look very cool. And I love that some of the cards, the legendary ones, the gold ones, have voice lines. Ooh, cool. So every time, for instance, I get a girl, a girl card and I play the girl card, you get a, a voice line with girl's voice. <laughs> and it makes you, like, it, it pumps your adrenaline. Right, it, it, yeah. For people who, who, who play Witcher 3, right, in the Witcher games. Because I play girl and, and I get something like, I don't know, like, any last words. <laughs> and the card plays and I'm like, <laughs> like you get your adrenaline pumped, right? Right, yeah, yeah. I love that kind of stuff. Cool. So it's 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 I love it. Nice. nice. That, and that's about it. Okay, very cool. Yeah. Uh, what I have what have I been playing? I've played uh I think I've only played oh no, I've played two games. I played hell of a lot of the of, of Mass Effect Andromeda. Uh I have to say I'm having a very, very good time with it. Uh cool. I don't know if it if it was actually you know what I anticipated that I lowered my expectations so much that now everything that I'm seeing I'm liking, <laughs> or if uh, maybe it was just a hell of a lot of an overreaction because I yeah. mean I remember reading a lot of the and and granted I'm still very much at the beginning I only have I I have discovered two out of the seven seven or eight uh, habitable system world things. Uh, so I'm I'm less than twenty percent in into the game, and so far, uh, and that's what I wanted to get to because I mean a lot of the reviews had you know or mentioned that the writing wasn't as great as previous games, and so far at least in terms of the side quests and the general miscellaneous tasks that you have to do and partake into, they have been very good. I mean mm -hmm. I I have I I as as of now I've really enjoyed them a lot. So. Uh, I am having a blast with Mass Effect. I'm I'm still cringing at some of the facial animations. It's yeah. hard to you know pull through uh, with those hell of a dumb faces they have. But yeah. hopefully that's gonna get better uh, with time. Hopefully. I, I hope they fix them by the time I play the game. <laughs> yeah, hopefully, hope hopefully, because so. they do take you out of the experience, especially yeah. when you come from a game like The Witcher that has phenomenal oh, facial animations. Yeah. Uh, and you go to this, and it's like, uh, but okay, okay. You just focus on on what they're saying and how they're saying it and whatnot, and it's good. It's I'm really liking it. The other thing I've been playing a lot, it's um, the same Dragon Ball game I've uh, I've talked about last week, Dokkan Battle, mm -hmm. uh, on my cell phone. And again, coming from a non at work, non <laughs> uh, <laughs> absolutely at work, uh, coming from yeah. a non mobile uh, liking guy that mm -hmm. I am. Uh, it's all that I'm playing games on my cell phone, but I, I found myself several times, like right before going to sleep, I would I, I take my cell phone and the last whatever remaining battery it has left, I use it for playing that. Come to the dark side. Of the of mobile gaming? Yeah, yeah I know. I, I really, it's it's hot, but it's very You're addictive and I'm really liking side. it. So, yeah. That's I'm, dangerous I'm, ground. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. Game. There's a hell of a lot of, of microtransactions going on in there. Uh, but so, so far, I'm, I'm having a blast and it's very Gashua. fun to play. <laughs> I know, <laughs> uh, but real games, <laughs> real games, quote unquote. I'm playing that. I'm playing Mass Effect, and then, uh, as of today, I guess I'm gonna be playing ukulele. Ooh, yeah. Yep. I'm excited about that. Excited. All right, all righty, my friend. Finally, almost finally, uh, games coming out this week, uh, and the week before too, because we couldn't say really. Uh, Bayonetta is coming to PC or came to PC on uh, mm -hmm. April the 11th. Very uh, good ports, by the way. Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I've heard, I've, so. heard, I've had good, good things too. Uh, also, a game for P PSVR, Starblot Arena, uh, which sounds interesting. Ukulele for everything except uh, Switch uh, so far. Uh, but at least for now, it's on PC, Xbox One, Mac, cool. and PS4. Um, also, the Telltale's Guardians of the Galaxy Telltale series episode 1 uh, was released for PC, Xbox One, Xbox, uh, sorry, PS4, Xbox One, and Android, and iOS for some reason. Mm hmm. Um, uh, Voodoo Beans remastered. I've heard a lot of this game. I don't know why it's it's on some banners out there. Uh, came out for Xbox One. Wonder Boy: The Dragon's Trap PS4 and Xbox One, and uh, that's it for the uh, last week. This week, no, sorry, next week it's gonna be Outlast Two Week. Uh, so that's gonna be an interesting one. That's, it's gonna be a very interesting a game one. To look forward to. Yeah. Uh, especially after being banned and then unbanned from Australia, I'm very <laughs> looking forward to see why. Uh, I, I'm, I'm nervous about that. Yeah. Um, 
Because it sounds awful. I mean, I believe the the reasons for the banning was violent sexual violence or something like that. And like, okay. Yeah. I suck at horror games. I really like them a lot, but I'm... I'm and get ways to scare like very easily. I'm just like, I'm like the that kind too. of I'm the kind of screamer, you know, the kind of <laughs> yeah. of not manly dude when it comes to horror games. Like I'm I I don't, I don't. Yeah, yeah, no, uh, I I absolutely agree. Like the last time I played a horror game, it was with a girl, and I was very embarrassed, man, because she was keeping her cool, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh shit, oh shit, no, 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 like I was almost hiding behind her. Right. So I act very unmanly. <laughs> like I was. Yeah. So it's. Uh, yeah. I, I suck at horror games. Yeah. But, I, su- but I, I suck I like at them too. But I. I always. There's something always that. There's always something that draws me in for some yeah. reason. And I want to I play agree. them. I agree. Uh, but I. I just. I, it, it's very hard. Yeah. But. Uh, Outlast 2 is one of those games that I'm really looking forward to. If not to play, at least to. To. See someone do a let's play off because it's it's one of those very horror-y, very terrific games, and I'm I'm, I'm excited. For I, it. I really want to play with a with a volume up and a right. Light and oh no, that's what I was saying. No, that sucks. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna about it. if I ever play them, I'm gonna play them midday, windows open, windows open, low uh, volume. Yeah, hopefully with, with your dog. At your yeah, side, that's exactly. Right? I'm gonna invite my family over so they're somewhere nearby. Yeah. Uh, and so you can hear yeah. noise. Right yeah, that's exactly like exactly. The kitchen, whatever. Right. Yeah. I get yeah, you. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah I, w- I met the musical. Composer from Ooh, Outlast cool. 2 as well, IGDC. Cool, cool, cool. So he's a very, very cool guy. So nice. yeah, if you like horror games, please support. Please support the project. Absolutely. Because, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's, I, at least him, he's a very cool, a very cool, nice guy. So yeah. All check right. It check it out. All right. Perfect. Okay. So uh, finally, now, finally, this time, uh, it's time for our super quick random Ooh, interview no. section segment. Shoot, 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 shoot. Uh, which is, if you don't know, uh, a piece of the show where we ask our co-host a random question that they don't know about. This this occasion, I, even I don't know what I'm going to ask because uh, I forget about it entirely until right now. Uh, and he's going to have uh, only... Uh, he doesn't know what I'm going to ask, so he's going to be a little bit on the spotlight on this. Yeah. Uh, and they are generally weird-ass questions that are going to make our co-host think a little outside of the box. So, mm-hmm. uh, without further ado, tell me, my friend. Hmm. This is a good one. I'm nervous. If you could have, and I, I just thought of it because I was, uh, I, I'm going to tell you that later. Uh, if you could have any any of your favorite games, or maybe even not favorite, but if you have, think of a game, a good game that you would rather play if the entirety of the music in the game was remixed into an 8-bit style uh, the f- music. <laughs> so <laughs> think of it as if if the music in the game would sound like on the NSES on the SNES. SNES or NES? Because you said it's eight bit. Right, NES. Oh. Yeah. Everything in game. I would rather play. Yes. If it has, if it had this entire music done in eight bits. Yes. And obviously something that's post N sixty four. Mm-hmm. Or the six or the sixty-four bit era. Yeah. What yeah. sort of weird question is that? <laughs> what the hell is wrong with you? Um, I I have a, actually I I I just thought of a very clear one that I would love to play okay. on an eight bit style. Eight bit music. Okay. Yeah. Because I'm thinking about uh, <laughs> the Witcher three. <laughs> no, <laughs> definitely not. Because I'm thinking about two D platformers. Uh, right. Mostly. Oh. Oh, oh man, because cause the thing is that I'm thinking only about games with good music, so I, I gotta think about it with not so great music. So right. it, maybe it, I do. I want to miss the the old music. I would like to play in eight bit music style. Oh shit, man! You you. I, I, I hate you. Terrible question. Oh my god. Uh, god damn it. Uh, <laughs> I would like to play in Nate Bit style. Yep. Um, god damn it. God, I don't know, man. It's uh, <laughs> probably one of the Shantae games, maybe. Maybe music style would I think that it would be very 
fitting. I'm intrigued by how would Fury's music sound mm. in 8-bit style. But I don't know because that music is so great. So I don't know if it will really translate that well to 8-bit. You would be surprised. It generally does. I, I, I heard recently uh, a cover... Not a cover. It, it was a periphery song made on 8-bit. Oh, yeah. And it sounds amazing. I heard that one too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's very, very cool. It's very so it, it sometimes, even music that you really think it could be well translated to 8-bit, generally does. It j just the music, not sound effects, right? Yeah, just the music. Just the music in 8-bit. Halo, maybe. Hmm. Halo 1 or 2. One of those. I think, <laughs> if, I think it, it would be... Huh. Funny in a good way. Do, 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 do. Right. <laughs> it will be funny in a good way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably. Odd. Odd. Teabagging grunts with 8 bit music <laughs> sounding right. in the background. Yeah, I think I, I would like that. Maybe. Oh, man. Oh, shit. It sounds like a good answer. Cause really, I, I know there are better answers out there. <laughs> I know there are better answers out there, but I'm not sure, man. Ah, oh. god damn it! Call of Duty. No, <laughs> just kidding. Oh man. Ah. Uh. Oh. Yeah, I'm going with Halo. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> it sounds good. I I immediately thought of Super Meat Boy. Hmm. Yeah, mm. that would have been a, a very good, yeah. you know, 2D Definitely. platforming, Definitely. very uh, action-heavy. Agree. Mm. Agree, 100%. That, 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 that's a tough question. <laughs> that's a pretty good one. That's a very tough question. It's, it's a, uh, another one. <laughs> yeah, it's very out of, of the, the box, norm. right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it. All right. One, all right, my friend. And all right, you guys, thank you so much for uh, being here. Thank you so much for listening and watching. Uh we thank you as always for being here. Uh, if you have anything to say about the show or anything about to say about us for whatever reason or our studio, uh, if you're interested in that and Lienzo, please say, uh, tell us in the comments down below or send us an email or uh, um, something on our social media. Uh, Adolfo is going to tell them to you right oh now. Oh my God, I just got the Sea of Thieves Alpha. Oh, cool. On cool, Xbox cool, cool. One. Nice. Nice. Little Easter just egg for you guys. Got it. <laughs> Perfect. Oh my God. So it's Saturday, 22nd of April. <laughs> F Danny's wedding and let's just <laughs> play all day. <laughs> it's, it's it's 7 p.m. Whoa, whoa, wait, wait, wait. What's it's, B? Yes, what's it's, BST? It's uh, British British time. It's I I don't Where really know what <laughs> what that translates to for okay, us. Okay, let, let's check that out because man. Yeah, yeah. I'm willing to Absolutely. miss a wedding. Yeah. <laughs> to, to, to try this shit out. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Excited. Yeah, we're doing some tip tips. You can join it. Oh, it's a close yeah. one. <laughs> Sorry, had to brag about. Had to brag a bit. So yeah, social media thing. Uh, you can always reach us on Twitter at underscore Gaming Frontier and on Facebook as Gaming Frontier at Facebook.com/slash Gaming Frontier Entertainment. If you have questions for us and you want to, you want to answer some questions on the show, or you have some nice comments, some mean comments, some nasty comments, some nudes, whatever you want to <laughs> send us our way, don't send that. Uh, you can reach us on gamingfrontier.contact at gmail.com. All right. Uh, as always, we are Tecnológico de Monterrey and Mr. Isaac Estrella for making all of this possible and allowing us to use the expensive equipment that we use to record this show and this room and all that fancy stuff that we cannot afford because we are cheap bastards. <laughs> um, head over to our channel on YouTube to watch more gaming content. And all that gaming stuff and blah, blah, blah. Absolutely, yes. You know the drill. All right. Thank you so much, guys, for being here again. Uh, and be sure to check the channel in a week. We're going to be here again for episode 45. Yep. Thank you once again. Always keep gaming. See you next week. Bye-bye.